Peter, starting at chapter 2. We're going to start at verse 3, 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 3. Amen. Brandon, you're welcome to play after uh, behind me all the way through. In fact, one day we'll have to get you to get the organ part on there, and, and you can really help me preach. But you're, you're free to sit down whenever you're ready. Amen. Because I'm going to be reading for a minute. Hallelujah. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 3. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers. Everyone say scoffers. Somebody want to tell me what a scoffer is? What's a scoffer? Not everybody all at one time. What's a scoffer? That's, that's exactly a, a critical sarcastic unbeliever a scoffer in the last days scoffers there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying where is the promise of his coming the coming of the Lord for since the fathers fell asleep all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation so there's going to be a day come where people are saying Judgment's not coming. And we're living a day like that. A lot of people that call themselves Christians don't even believe in hell. I'm not lying to you. And if they do believe in the hell, they don't live like they believe in hell. Right? For this they willingly are... There's the word. What's the word? They are willingly are ignorant of... That by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. Everybody say the flood. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and the perdition of of ungodly men. And the older I get and the little more exposed I get to scientific knowledge and I'm somewhat interested in these kind of things so I read. You know one of the greatest proofs that is in the world today that the Bible talks about is the proof of a worldwide flood. All of these dinosaur bones they find all over the world and they find these fossils. If you'll read the literature, they will say there was a localized flood. Now they, they don't believe in a worldwide flood, but they know the reason why they've got all these fossils and all of these uh, uh, various uh, places where there's this huge deposit of massive bone graveyards that there was a flood. And you see this type of proof all over the world. In the Grand Canyon, in the layers of the Grand Canyon, there are sea creatures, fossils and shells in the sedimentary layers of the Grand Canyon. Now they say it took thousands, millions of years for the Grand Canyon to be created. But if you understand 
that if the world, the Bible says that the foundations of the earth were, were broken and the heavens were open, there was a cataclysmic event. And if you understand what the Bible says, there is proof that there was a worldwide flood that changed the world where before the flood, men were living 900 years and after the flood, they're living up to, the Lord promises, 80 years. Something changed. They find in the fossil record uh, 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 bugs, uh, dragonflies bigger than me. They, they find uh, uh, all manner of animals that were huge compared to how they are now. How could that be? I, I read the other day that they found a dinosaur, this huge, massive dinosaur, but his nostrils are about that big. And they say it would be impossible for his nostrils to handle the volume of oxygen to breathe unless the oxygen was different then than it is now. And what I'm saying is they said in the Bible times they were willingly ignorant. And in the Bible times, they, 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 there were things the Bible talks about that they, could, they, they knew where this stuff was. And the Bible says they were willingly ignorant then. Today, people are really ignorant. They were willingly ignorant then. People are really ignorant now because people, no one teaches stuff. And they hide the evidence. And they teach people things like, you know, my uncle is a flea or a protozoa. They are willingly ignorant. They really believe. I saw something the other day, a picture of a, a microscopic bacteria and if you if they drill down in it as far as from a microscopic so they could view it inside the bacteria is this most amazingly engineered uh, gear system that runs these the, these antennae that motivate it and move it along and that just happened it's mathematically impossible but they are willingly ignorant. People have chosen. Now, some people just don't know any better. You know, you tell someone that, 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 that the moon is made of cheese, they're going to believe that because they can't go up there and challenge it. But there are a lot of educated people. They have decided, I'll believe in anything but God. You know, one of the, one of the famous uh, uh, theories put out by, I forget his name, a famous atheist, he was postulating that life came from, from aliens. Okay. It's still faith. It takes, it takes more faith to believe I am a product of, of random chance than to say God did it. They're willingly ignorant. And what the scripture's saying is that in the last days, people will be scoffers that is people will be scoffers and they will be saying judgment's not coming judgment not, but verse 8 but beloved be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day what's that mean that means God's on a different time zone what we think of as a long time is no time with God. It's, it's that fast. You know, I, I've said it before, but I'll explain to you what I, I believe that God dwells outside of time. 
God created the, the time that we live in. The way we measure time is uh, 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 the sun rises and sets. And then 12 hours later, we've measured that all the way down to the second, the millisecond. But that time came from the rotation of the sun. What I'm saying is God, God lives, at, God exists outside of time. And so uh, he's an eternal creature. He is, he, he's everywhere. He's a spirit. God's not a man like me or you. God is a spirit. And when God looks at the world we live in, I, I like to think of it like a dollhouse. Well, you little girls or boys put their little action figures in the dollhouse. And you have the kitchen here and the, uh, 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 the dining room here and the playroom here. And, and that, that they can be standing outside and they have uh, Barbie and Ken over here and Chewbacca and Luke Skywalker here. And they, 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 can, stand, they, they can see all these different rooms. And I, that's the way I understand how God sees. God is eternal. And he can put his hand in today just like he put his hand in yesterday. But what I'm saying, God, God created all of this. And, and, and the Bible says, I don't want you to be ignorant. God's working on a different timeline. They're saying everything stayed the same and God hasn't, judgment hasn't come yet. But just like the Lord destroyed the earth with water the first time, he's going to judge the earth with fire the next time. Judgment is coming uh, verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. What's it say? As some men count slackness, but is, what's it say? Say it with me, long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So if we know this, what does the Bible say? What's, what happens next? Verse 11. If we know that, we believe that, I want you to see what it says. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in? What's it say? All holy, con that word conversation means how you act, your conduct. And holy conduct and godliness, verse 12. Looking for and hastening to the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens shall be on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. I could read more. You know, as, as a child, I heard people preach about the coming nuclear war with Russia. You know, there are literally enough atomic nuclear bombs in the world today to totally mess up our world. Just one nuclear reactor in Chernobyl is still is affecting the world 40 years later. And that was just a little minor nuclear accident. The, the nuclear accident that happened in Japan, they have... I don't want to exaggerate, but millions, maybe billions of gallons of water they've used to try to deal with the nuclear disaster and they don't have anywhere to put it. What do you do with that much water? 
And they're saying, well, let's take it off somewhere in the ocean somewhere. And people are like, you can't put it in the ocean. Well, where are we going to put it? Well, imagine if all of these, if you've ever seen the, the, uh, the graphic of the megaton power of nuclear arms that, that America and Russia possess. Have y'all, anybody ever seen those? Like the, the bombs that they dropped in Hiroshima and Nagasaki are like this big. And Russia has the biggest nuclear bomb. And, and the size, if this is Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Russia's like from there to here. Huge. Uh, you know, I'm not saying there's a nuclear war going to ha happen. I can tell you the Bible says it's all going to melt with fervent heat. Heaven and earth shall pass away. It was with water last time. It's going to be with fire next time. And if we know there's judgment coming, we better live like we believe. We better live a holy life. Can somebody say amen? Amen. We don't, you know, we live in a world that don't believe in God's judgment. They don't believe in hell. They, they don't believe that they're going to reap what they sow. But the Bible says, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Which means we better repent and pray for God's mercy every day. God, forgive me. Can we do that right now? In Jesus' name, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus, to live in a more wise and considerate way that your coming is drawing near. Amen. So we don't need to be ignorant of God's judgment. The next thing is 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. Paul said, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. I encourage everyone to go home and read 1 Corinthians 12 and 1. I encourage you, don't be ignorant. Go read it, okay? How many of you are going to try to read 1 Corinthians 12 before, before Sunday? How many of you try it? Put it on your phone, open your Bible. Go home and read it. It'll bless you. The Bible says, I, 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 Paul said, I would have, not have you ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. When you get the Holy Ghost, God has given to everyone spiritual gifts. Everybody say, I, I have a spiritual gift. Now, I'm, this is no doubt true. Every one of us have different gifts, and the way this, those gifts manifest in us are different. The way that God may use a spiritual gift in me is different than how that same gift would operate in Brother Bobby. Because we're different. Different administrations, the Bible says. That same gift might be in Sister Jennifer. And Sister Jennifer and myself and Brother Bobby could all have the same spiritual gift, but it would manifest in a different way because we, we have different personalities. Our vocabulary is different. The way that the Lord, the way we think. You know, for instance, if the Lord, if we all had a gift of encouragement, how, how that might manifest in me is, is I might go by their house and knock on the door and say, I'm praying for you. How that might manifest in Brother Bobby is he might pick up the phone and call him and say, hey, just want you to know I'm praying for you. And how that might manifest in Sister Jennifer, she might write a card and say, hey, I'm praying for you. But it's the same spirit. Everybody say the same spirit. 
And what is important for us to understand is we all, all of us have spiritual gifts. And, and Paul is saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be unaware, but I don't want you to ignore it either. Amen. 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 It's very easy for us to resist the presence of the Lord to do something very simple. Because we'll say, well, I don't want anybody to think I'm weird. <laughs> anybody ever heard that? I don't want to be out of order. You know what? I, I, I encourage everyone to write this down in your head. I would rather have to tell you that in your pursuit of trying to be used by God, that you were a little bit out of order. And me have to say, hey, we could do that a little differently than for no one to ever exercise or try to be used of God. Come on, somebody. There's a time and place and everything has to be done in decency and order. And someone has to be in charge. Someone has to say, yeah, you could have probably done it. The Bible says let two... Let one prophesy and let two judge. What does that mean? In the pursuit of being used to God's, everybody's going to miss it sometimes. But don't miss the opportunity for God to use you because you're afraid you're going to be out of order. Come on, somebody. Let God use you. You know, I have said this, but I, I, I don't want anyone to miss the opportunity to be used to God because this is true. I believe the gifts of the Spirit happen in our church every Sunday. I really do. Because I believe, I have heard it almost every service if I preach or somebody else preached, someone will say, that's what I was reading. Pastor, Sister Veronica tells me that about every Sunday. I was reading that, or I dreamed that, or I had that conversation with somebody. And, 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 and what is preached over this pulpit, it is just right in line. The Bible says concerning spiritual gifts that the secrets of the hearts of the people will be revealed. And that's what that means. The Lord will answer questions you've had. And that happens in our preaching here. But I believe God wants to use more than just the preacher. Amen. And, and, and it doesn't have to be a thus saith the Lord. It doesn't have to be a loud, audible message in tongues. It could be very simple. It could just be in the midst of prayer or taking up the offering or before service or after service. You just walk over and tell somebody, I really had you on my heart. And I've been praying for you. And I just want you to know that I'm praying for you. Or during service, I felt like the Lord said to me that God knows where you're where you're at and he's going to help you because I do believe that there are things that don't happen sometimes because people don't obey God it's happened because I haven't obeyed God I'm just making it personal all of us have now it's not so that we feel bad all the time and don't ever I'm just saying to you that you have a spiritual gift and God can use you and you don't need to, to be timid or be fearful. I don't want you to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. God wants to use everyone here. It, it may be tongues. Not everybody has the gifts of tongues. But the Lord may move on you and the service may. And you may just feel the urge to speak in tongues louder than you've ever spoken in tongues before. And you just need to let it out. The Holy Ghost is going to witness it. Don't go on for 20 minutes. 
But say it, feel it, let it go. And when that happens, God's going to have to find somebody to give an interpretation. Don't hold it in forever. And if the person that gives the tongue, if the Lord uses you to give the tongue, he can use you to give an interpretation. I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you not just not to know about the gifts, but I don't want you to ignore the gifts. Because they are for the edification of the body. And I believe probably one of the greatest blessings that, that can happen in your life isn't just for someone to minister to you, but for God to use you to minister to someone else. How many of us, at some point, the Lord has used you to minister to someone? Everybody raise your hand. How cool is that? You have that feeling like, whoo, that was, hallelujah, man. You know what I'm saying? You feel that, that, that blessing. What I'm saying to you, that the Lord, that's, that's a part of being a part of the body. If you read uh, uh, chapter 12 of, of, of 1 Corinthians, that's what the Bible says. The hand needs the eye and the eye needs the foot. We're all one body. But we need to be connected together and the same blood that flows through this fingernail is the same blood that flows through my toenail. Amen. Do I snooze it? Amen. We're all one body. And, 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 and the Lord doesn't want us to be ignorant of spiritual gifts. It's the work of the Spirit. The same reason why they hated Jesus. The Bible says that he came unto his own and his own received him not. Uh, it, 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 the light came into this world and, and men loved darkness rather than light because the light reproved their deeds. And so rather than repenting, they went into darkness because they didn't want to repent. That happens all the time. I wish everybody that walked through these doors, I think everybody walks through the door feels the presence of the Lord, but I wish all of them said, whatever I got to do, I want more of this. Right? And what I'm saying to you is it is important for us, all of us, to obey the Holy Ghost. It is important for us to be open to the Holy Ghost. I, I have been in a spirit-filled environment, and I feel the work of the Holy Ghost, and I'll say, Lord, is there something you want me to do? And I get nothing. I get nothing. So what do I do when that happens? I don't do nothing. I just pray. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray in the Spirit to myself, to the Lord. But I have been in services where I feel just be praying. And, and the Lord uses kids. I was uh, probably Brandon's age the first time the Lord ever used me in the, the gifts. Of, I didn't know it was the gifts of the Spirit. I just was praying in the service. And the Lord just kind of highlighted somebody in the crowd. And I felt this urging to go pray with them. They weren't praying, but I felt this urgent. And I walked over there and, and I prayed with them. And while I prayed with them, I started feeling like the, the Lord gave me like something to tell them. I was just a kid. And, and what I'm saying is the Lord can use anybody, right? Everybody say, God can, wants to use me because I have a spiritual gift. I have a spiritual gift. Amen. Well, I'm going to stop. Amen. So don't, don't be ignorant. <laughs>
I'm going to write a book. It'll probably sell a million books, Brother Bobby. Uh, uh, Pastor Scott Phillips, don't be ignorant. <laughs> Amen. How many of you love Jesus? Amen. Can we stand together and pray for ourselves?